Uh, <laughs> I think it's disappointing that, uh, you know, I invited him in here and, you know, he hasn't had a win yet and there's no really close games. Um, that's my boy, but, you know, if you're going to come into a league, you got to at least show some competitive side when you're playing against, you know, talents in this league. And you know what? You need to even be more competitive against the lower tier users too, like, you know, getting blown up by, uh, you know, A-Rod and all of them. I mean, even though A-Rod can have a good game and all that, it's just... It just, it kind of makes you think, like, are you really meant to be in PMR right now? Is it your time right now? Do you need to work on yourself a little bit more? So, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily saying he should be replaced, but, I mean, he's got to figure something out, like, real fast. Especially, like, well, losing that bad. Well, good morning, PML. Welcome to Breakfast Show. We are talking about uh, the Browns user, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit deeper as the show goes on. We are here. Uh, it is a beautiful Monday morning. We have... Uh, Tammy in the building, as you just heard. We also have Hook in the building. Hook, say hello to the people. Yo, what's up, guys? We also have Pepe with us. Pepe, welcome back. Hey, good morning, guys. Appreciate you having me back. So we are here for the breakfast show. Uh, first, I want to dive into the last week's games before we keep talking about the Browns user. Uh, are you able to go on my, Ma- my Madden cook? I got you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> And oh, a very special, very special guest, Cook's nephew, is also yeah. in the building. Since nephew, say hi. Yeah, my two, two and a half year old nephew. But uh, all right. So, what games do we need to cover from week eleven? All the games from week eleven. We didn't cover any. Uh, all right. So we'll start with a hood classic: Falcons versus Panthers. Atlanta winning thirty-two to twenty. And uh, let's see, Desmond Ritter, solid game, three touchdowns, one pick. Jonathan Taylor was the story today. 23 rushes for 218 yards, 13 broken tackles. That's, that's really the offense for the Atlanta Falcons because they don't do much else. Well, yeah. I don't think at least. Yeah. And uh, I'm surprised. JT, you know, playing uh, somebody like the Falcons, He's so repetitive that there's not much adjusting that you need to do. So I'm surprised he doesn't pick up on, you know, what he wants to do and what he wants to do every single time. Anybody else watch that game? Uh, I know I didn't watch that game, but it's good to hear that uh, Greeny's back to using Jonathan Taylor again because I felt like he got away from his game plan this season on running the ball. And that's why he got his record's not really showing too well. How about you, Hefe? I mean, I didn't, I didn't see the game, but I mean, you know, if Jonathan Taylor's going to have a good game like that, Chance Brock Green's going to win. And then you got to look at it the other way around as well. You know, even though you may know what's coming on one end, you know, Green knows what's coming from JT on another end. So those division games can always go either way. And Jonathan Taylor just got the best of the Panthers this time around. JT's repetitive. What'd you say? You think JT's repetitive? No, I said it's a division game. So you you know, just like JT, you know, JT might know what's coming from uh, Jonathan Taylor. You know, Greeny knows what JT's going to do because it's a divisional game, and sometimes it can go either way. And I just think sometimes if Jonathan Taylor's going to have a good game on the ground, then it's going to be hard to stop Greeny. Yeah. So you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think it's a you know. I just think it's one of those games where it's a division game, and you know. 
Falcons have got the best of them this time around. Uh, who do you think is going to end up in second place? You know who's going to be first place. Yeah, but who do you think is going to be that second place team? Uh, I think it's going to be the Falcons for sure. Yeah, I think they're only. What's their what's their uh, record right now? They're the only one even close, right? Yeah, they're the so only right one. Falcons have two. Panthers just got their second list. I think the Saints also have two. Oh, so they all have two to three wins? Yeah, yeah. Uh, ain't bad a uh, what's the next game, Chuck? The next game we got on deck is the Steelers and Bengals. And Cammy uh, can let us know all about this wild game that went to overtime and it probably oh, shouldn't. Yeah. But- Oh, oh man, that that game definitely should not have went to overtime. I was uh I was gonna go. I think I did the breakfast show that yeah. night. I worked late night, so I was gonna go to bed right after. And everybody hit me up like, "You want to just get the game over with?" I'm like, "Whatever, sure." Like, so I was like, "Hella tired to play this game." I played like garbage. Aaron played good until the end. He had the win. I had five seconds left, and, and I guess he called zone prevent, and that allowed me to get like a forty yard throw which, to get into field goal range to take it to overtime. And even before that, we back yeah. it up. A Rod, he threw the pick on four down, and A Rod's about to get the ball up seven, like two minutes left. Yeah. But Kenny fumbled on the return with sauce. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he fumbled on the return, and I got a touchdown to tie the game. That was all important. That was all part of the script. So, I mean, we're not going to be too mad about that. That's how we schemed it up. Uh, that was meant to be. But, you know, oh, tough What about weekend. that last throw? That last throw by Joe Burrow. Oh, that was – I got lucky on that throw. That should have been uh, – it was the – was that the gun box play that got the touchdown? No, 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 no. That was the um, – The interception? The play, no, oh, the play. Oh, yeah, the we're good. Lost into overtime. Yeah, oh, man. That uh, – usually that's my Quinn Skinner play, but, you know, he's suspended, so I put Jamar there. And, and instead of running man, he ran – prevent like i'm sure jamar could have got open on man but like he wasn't gonna get his clock was gonna run out and fucking he's not gonna get a touchdown so i don't know what he was doing there he kind of just let me get the fucking points pretty much and you know it worked out in my favor i mean i'm not gonna be mad about it i'll take that win i didn't think i was gonna get it but i'll take it oh and then there was also a rod trying to avoid the ice he pulled a timeout on himself with 11 seconds left yeah, he actually I... he could have just had the last possession yeah, I know. He could have had the last possession. He gave me too much time. I think he was trying to get closer. I thought maybe... At first, I thought he was trying to avoid ice. And I was like, whoa, 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 He was trying to do that. He just messed it up. Yeah. I was like, really? But then he told me it's 15 seconds for ice, so I guess he wasn't trying to uh, avoid it. He was definitely trying to avoid it. Yeah, what was he trying to do? Like, but you're that close. Like, do you really have to try to, like, even... Do you he could have left you with no time. Right? He really could have left you with no yeah, time, so he was like, trying to avoid it. Yeah, it's still a heartbreaking loss. That's, that's like, definitely... That, he ha- he's had a lot of heartbreaking losses this season, so... Yeah. But, uh, what's the next game, Cook? There you are. Uh, next game we got on deck is... We got the Jets and the Jaguars, and uh, Jags ended up winning 28 to uh, 10. This game was like, that's not my day, but I might just turned it up in the second half. 
Yeah, you know, uh, from watching Fallen's games, it seems like he has really good games, but I don't know if he can play a complete game yet. So uh, I think that's something the Jets need to work on a little bit. But, you know, tough loss for the Jets. I mean, they're still in contention, though, for that division. So I think they beat the Dolphins this week. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, uh, that's a tough loss. Um, who do you play again? Uh, the Jaguars. Oh, the Jags. Yeah, that's a good game, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, to come up short, it is what it is, but uh, he played them tough for the most part. That was a red zone game, right, so? I think so. Yeah, I think it was yeah that was a red zone game. Yeah. That was advanced, I think. So, a red zone game, you come up a little short, but you play really well. Um, you know, you can hang your hat on uh, having a decent game there, I think. Um. It's not the end of the world when you move somebody like that. Like, no, no, exactly not. not. Exactly not. And he showed that, you know, for most of the game that he could play on his level. It just, you know, he couldn't play a full game with him. So, um, how does it look for Mike? Do you think he, he, he's going to have that division easily? Well, no, because drama's on his tail. Yeah, yeah, drama's on his tail and JC's on his tail. But it seems like, you know, when he's locked in playing against him that, you know, he's not... He's not losing, so. Yeah, he seems to be over here with them. Do you think that's a fake division? Their success, do you think that, you know, uh, drama success is uh, not sustainable? And uh, I think Drake's is a solid user. I can't say his success is not sustainable. But do you think drama is a one and done? Do you think he's going to have success moving forward uh, every season of uh, the I don't. I don't think so because I mean he's already he made leaps and bounds of uh, progress compared to in just one season you know so he's only gonna get better. I mean has he had the toughest schedule? Not exactly, but I mean he still beat good teams. He beat the Bears. He still beat the uh, Bills. Who I mean people think he's tanking, but that's still a tough game to win. Um, and he, I'm pretty sure he has a couple other good games. So like you know I you gotta sh- I, I think I think he is sustainable. Will it be? This dominant next season? I don't think so, but I still think he has a shot at playoffs. Yeah, he'll definitely. I think he'll definitely make playoffs this season. Um, I don't think he's got a a, a tough schedule remaining. I think he's got. I think he actually has me and the Chargers on schedule next. Yeah, so not very tough, huh? I think. I think yeah. his game plan be sustainable for the rest of the cycle. Um, yeah. Like like Kami said, I don't know how dominant it'll be, but I mean, I think if. I think if drama stays locked in, and, you know, and he's playing, you know, he's playing with a point to prove. I think, um, you know, especially coming into next next season, um, you know, people are going to say it's a fluke, whatever the case may be. So I think, I think drama's going to be uh, a playoff contender for the rest of the cycle. I think so too. Yeah. I don't. I don't know about for the rest of the cycle. I think he's definitely a playoff contender. Um, we'll see what happens in the Chargers versus Patriots uh, game. Uh, uh, is in a Patriots game because if he's able to, if he's not able to win those, then it's like, hey, uh, you know how how much of his confidence is scattered from that? That's true. Yeah, I think one thing that works for Colin, the advantage for the way this year's game works, is that if you have a predetermined game plan, you will like you're already a step ahead, and Drama's the kind yeah. of person that's scheming before the game starts. Yeah, he knows what he wants to do already before the uh, the game starts, and he's going to run what he runs. I know he said something about um, 
his playbook being too open. I think that's yeah, what he no, said. Yeah, he's, he's probably one of those people that has five. Out of 500 plays, has 500 plays in their custom, you know? Yeah, I got 500. I got to cut that down a little bit. Doesn't run all 500, but has 500 plays in his custom. That type of guy. I feel, like, I feel like some plays like, don't even show up in it, even if it's 500. Like, I can't find them sometimes. I guess we'll move on to the next game, which is the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I'll wow. move on to the next game. I'm sorry if there's some noise. Yeah. I just got to do something right quick. So, uh, Chicago Bears beating the Green Bay Packers. I think this was a game of the week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Bears won 28-10. Pretty, pretty good win for Chicago. That's a huge win for yeah. Chicago. I think that was a yeah. win against uh, Mike this season, and I think that was Mike's first division loss this season. So that's massive. And yeah, if you want to talk about it, I think. Last the Cowboys. Doing? No, he said the Packers. I think he's doing the wrong week. He said the Packers. I no, no, no. No, it's uh, Bears and Cowboys. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought, yeah, but, I thought it was Mike. Yes. Uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, he uh, – listen. You know, he came out, played a played a great game. You know, um, I took it lightly to start. I stopped him on offense and came back and scored in like four plays. And I just kind of took it lightly. And he came out and he did his thing. You know, and we just we took the L. But I think the biggest thing that I learned uh, from the game for myself is I'm just being lazy with my gameplay right now. Like I learned that playing Cook last week and this week, I'm being very lazy in my gameplay. I'm not making adjustments that I should be making. I'm just kind of lining up and running it. You know, it's the the, the the repetitive, the repetitiveness of Madden is getting to me to where I'm just getting lazy and bored with it. And I'm just like, all right, I can't do that. So I'm not making the proper adjustments that I need to make for play calls. And that's what's really, like, really salting my gameplay right now. And I think part of it is the fact that you, you've had, like, interchangeable beats, especially on offense all year long. Like, I know the first time we played CD was out. The last time we played, Malik was out. Uh, Trey yeah, Malik- suspended. Yeah, Malik and Travion was Malik and Travion was out the last time. So I've I've never I've, I don't think I've ever played you with a full roster, and everybody's been hurt. I mean, we just keep getting hit with the bug. My you know my center's out for seven weeks, which is crazy. Uh, but no excuses. I mean, Cook gave me an ass whooping, and then I turned you know, turned around, and Malik is out. And having one of the reasons I went for Malik is I figured if I could have Malik on one side and CD on the other, it would really help with you know me playing with Tyree Jackson. So with Malik out and, you know, not having that, that other safety net that receiver, it's been, it, it hurts the passing game some. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, uh, we just got to come back and, you know, win the majority of our games and secure a playoff spot, a playoff spot, and then from there anything can happen. But the overall tone of it is just for me, I'm just getting lazy in my adjustments. I'm just not making the proper adjustments. I'm just kind of like, all right, let's load up and play and not making adjustments that I need to make. How do you feel about – how do you feel about Estudat? Um, you know, you know, he's winning with that team. You know, I can't say anything about him. He's 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 liking the team. Um, I I think I spoke on it before. This has nothing to do with me. He, you know, he got some big plays against me. He got some huge plays against me, and I think that's what his offense is. He has a big play offense. Um, like uh, you know, like Skinner, not Skinner. Um, um, Quentin. He 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 like moss my 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 85 overall cornerback and my safety down the sideline and took it to the house. Like, it was crazy. Like, I was in a cover two man, and he lost both of them. 
just out of nowhere. And it's like, wow. And even SP said, he's like, man, he knew that first half he got, a, you know, he got a little help from Madden. And I was like, no, that's cool. You, you, you know, you did your thing, which you did. But as far as him as a coach, I mean, he's a PML coach and you can't take anything away from him. He's definitely a PML coach. Yeah, I, I think what, uh, I mean, for, for the Cowboys, it's like you want to learn these lessons midseason so you have enough time to adjust and still try to make playoffs and use these lessons potentially for a playoff push. For SP Dodd, he's just trying to make the playoffs. Like, both of you guys are trying to make the playoffs for the first time in the cycle, I think. Uh, SP Dodd's come close, and uh, he hasn't really had the team. Now he's kind of got, got, he's kind of got guys that fit what he wants to do, even though they're not high overalls. And he's doing a good job with a team that I still don't think a lot of people see as well as uh, he is right now. Yeah, he's doing a hell of a job with that Bears team, you know. So I think he, he he made the change a little too late, personally. Um, I think he missed the time you do season one, season two. He was like, all right, season three draft. Well, it was a season two draft, so he did season two. But uh, start of season three, you got all these rookies that you're now going to try to build. Instead of having them a lot earlier, it's not building. Yeah, I really think next cycle is when uh, Espidal is really going to, like, uh take a shape of his own when it comes to team building because I think now he he kind of has an established plan and formula. He wasn't he wasn't bought into that team at the beginning of the cycle. Now that he is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, he, he's doing well this cycle, but uh, I agree with Cammy. Like I think uh, season four, he should, you know, he should be, he should really hit his stride with that team. Yeah, so, hey, good win from him. Uh, he's putting a uh, competition in that NFC uh, North that was lacking for the first two seasons, pretty much. Uh, so it's, it, it's going to be interesting. Can he beat uh, King Mike is the question? Because King Mike has uh, apparently not lost a single, single division game. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. All right, so what's the next game, Cook? All right, next game is the, it's the Browns and Giants. All right, perfect timing. What what was the final score of that game? So, uh, hold on, let me guess. Uh, hard score, fifty four to twenty one. Uh, it's three to eighty seven. Okay, you had the three, right? You had the three. Um, I I think the field goal at some point, yeah. At <laughs> some point. You did you put a three or the the Browns put a three? Who are we kicking? Um, who are we kicking is the question. Uh, almost me. I almost didn't get past 10 past uh, Yeah, round two, guys, seven. That's, uh, yeah, that's not, that's not bueno. Uh, so, Candy, we talked about it earlier. Your boy going down 87 to three. Do you at least, like, did you at least DM him and be like, hey, sorry for your loss? Like, because that was, that was tough. That was tough. No, I didn't DM. Well, the one thing, the one thing I will say with Miles was like he was like legit, like had like a crazy fever, had to go to the ER over the weekend. We barely got the game in before I banned, and he still wasn't feeling well. So like you know, I don't know. This is the game to hold against him, but at the same time, it was not a good performance. Obviously. All right. So that being said, the positive, you know, he 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 made time to play the PML game even though he was sick. So he's dedicated. So we can't say he's dedicated. Yeah, he's dedicated, you know. And you know how many people would stay through it, you know, a loss that bad and not quit. Yeah, that's and you know, you know, you know, for damn sure, Jack wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't going to say. He wasn't going to play that. Yeah. 
Hold on one second. You you said what's the next game, Cook? Um, so yeah, and by the way, for people wondering how the hell I put up eighty seven, if you watch the game, you will see that I did not try to put up eighty seven. Like you said, he was on the. Did you get any dev games from that? What's up? Oh, a dev. I'm on a buy. Oh, that's unfortunate. Buy after that kind of performance. Yeah, I mean, it still might come up after. True. But the next game is the Indianapolis Colts beating the Tennessee Titans 45-38. That game was close for the most part. And I thought uh, Bubba might have been able to come up with a win. But yeah, it was, a, it was a track meet in the first half. Yeah, I have no clue what Bubba's uh, doing sometimes on the play calling, but... Um... <laughs> Well, Bubba, Johnny, Johnny Wilson's insane, man. Like, oh yeah, jump ball's dead, but it's not dead with that guy on your team because that guy is holy. Six holy, seven two forty five. That guy <laughs> is a fucking animal of a man. That's a mountain of a man. I might, oh, I might try to trade for him. Go on. Hey, hey fellas. Hey, fellas, this is drama. I know we're in the middle of the breakfast show, but since Neff stepped away, I just wanted to come in and say that I think HD has some of the most hilarious in-game reactions. <laughs> Whoa, doing, bro. Well, hold that thought for just a second. We're about to get to the Patriots and Chargers game from last week. Yeah. Bro, the ass shit is insane, bro. He has some of the funniest reactions. <laughs> yeah, those are two tough losses, man. He might have knocked himself out of the playoffs. Yeah, so, uh, really quick, uh, Indianapolis gets the win. They really needed this win because, um, you know, they were in danger of falling to under 500, falling out the, the playoff race. But um, they got the win they needed to get against Tennessee, even though Bubba's playing well right now. Bubba's, Bubba's definitely playing well, especially with Ty Chandler. He's playing well. He's definitely playing well, but not well enough to win. He's, yeah. He just plays close. And he said it himself. He, he has no idea what he's doing on defense. He's got to figure that out. <laughs> That's, that's a quote from Bubba. <laughs> yeah, PML is one of those leagues where you got to learn how to win in close games. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's the that's the tale of the season so far for many teams. You know what I'm saying? Like my team, nine and two, all about six games with one possession or less. And teams like the Vikings are two and nine, and oh, seven yeah. of his games are one possession or less. You know what I'm saying? So that's really how small the margin for error is when you're playing with such an elite group of guys. And speaking of post-game, we can move on to this uh, Patriots and Chargers game. We're talking about HD. Uh, Patriots without Caleb Williams suspended. They take Phil Yurkovich from free agency and let him hand it off to Najee Harris 28 times for 181 yards to beat the that's, that's gonna Chargers. That's going to HD back in the ass, you know, letting Neff get a hold of a quarterback. Like, what do you think in dropping a quarterback when the, your opponent needs one before a game? I would have let that's him know. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Just, I mean, he did to himself. HD is a, HD is a habitual uh, player with uh, – I, I can't think of how to phrase it, but he plays with his food, man. Games he's definitely supposed to win. Um, he just finds a way to lose them. And then games that, you know, people think he won't perform in or won't show up, he just – that's when he plays hard and gets dubs, and it's just kind of tragic. That's yeah. the story of HD. Yeah, exactly. You don't know what the hell you're getting out of him, man. 
So. Yeah, and I, 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 and like the first very first play of this game was telling. Like AC was running with Justin Herbert, didn't slide, took a hit, fumbled for six, and it's just like, you know, you, you think you can beat somebody because it's net, and he's like, he only has two wins this year, but in PML there's like only two or three games where you can say like, yeah, I, I can do that, but. Again, Snap is not one of them because he goes down, then Neff just runs the ball and controls possession and dominates the rest of the game. And uh, yeah, just like drama style, you can't play down to your competition. No, you gotta, uh, you gotta play at a consistent level. Yeah, you play up to your competition and down to your competition, the best you'll be is 500. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but that was a game that, you know, Neff watched a ton of film on. You know, they got the heated rivalry. Neither one of them want, really wants to lose to each other. And it's been said all year that um, that HD, you know, has been struggling against the run. And, you know, that's what Neff came out and did, and he stayed true to it, and it worked. Yeah, it's crazy. It was the worst rushing offense versus the worst rushing defense. So one of them had to give in. <laughs> the, movable, the movable object versus the... <laughs> force, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, something had to give in that game. So it looks like the running uh, HC's run defense is just way worse than that's run offense. Which is just crazy to me when you have you've had a team like that, which is good everywhere. How do you not stop the run? And you even traded for a superstar linebacker. Yeah, superstar linebacker drafted two defensive tackles, had Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. Yeah. I think it was five seconds. Yeah, well, you know, with playing defense this cycle, it's almost a it's 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 a timing and it's a stick skill thing. And I think we're seeing that there's a huge discrepancy between the guys who have good stick paws and the guys who have bad stick paws. Like, HD's one of those guys on, you know, even in the run game on offense, he'll cheat. Sometimes he can get sticky, but sometimes he can get himself, you know, hit stick for a fumble because he just doesn't, you know, um, have good control over where his players are going. And so that definitely shows on defense. And he's not the only one. There's a couple guys. I forget what game I was watching the other day. Somebody was just making piss-poor tackle attempts. I think it might have been the Jets. Just diving all over the place and it's like, dude, what the hell are you doing? You know what I'm saying? It's just this timing and just you know attention to detail and a little bit of stick skill that um, separates the guys who can really uh, get the runner down on defense versus the guys who can't. Yeah, exactly. Definitely yes. was a big one for New England. Um, if he can piece together a string of games, you know he's right there um, competing for that AFC East division. Yeah, and then the next game, we got, like, kind of a surprising victory. We got uh, Malley and the Chiefs beating the Broncos. That was, yeah. Uh, didn't see that coming. That was a good win by Malley. Uh, yeah. Such an unpredictable person to predict the game, so. You know, I can never tell if he's going to win or lose. Yeah, and that yeah, but, ended up being a force win because Malley was up, I think, like, 17 to third and disconnected, and people gave him the force. Yeah, I was going to say the stats look kind of weird. Like, how do you, you know, not really any fumbles or turnovers on the Broncos' side. Like, what's going wrong? But it looked, I guess it was just same stats, you know? Yeah. 
It's interesting though, because we're on week 12, and you know, Patrick Patrick Mahomes is only 14 interceptions away from uh, losing his dev. So, wonder if Mally mm. starts to calculate that and kind of. You better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that'd be tragic if he uh, gets forced an interception in the last seven games of the season. That would be just horrific. Yeah. Allen's still in the playoff race, so he's uh, going to be in to play Mahomes. Yeah. And if he, get, if he gets a win this week, he's very close to you know, trying to make a run. Yeah, it was just a bad, bad, bad loss for the Denver Broncos. He was definitely in position to take control of the division, and uh, takes a tough loss to Mally. You know, keep everybody uh, right in the thick of it in that abysmal AMC, AFC uh, West. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, that shit was looking good to start the year, but now it's just kind of it's falling apart. Um, yeah. Someone and none of them. Yeah, someone could win that division at nine and eight. Yeah, none of them really have a smooth uh, path for the rest of the season. I know Debo's schedule is pretty tough. The Raiders' schedule is for sure uh, probably going to do him in. And then you've got the Chargers and the um, Chiefs. And I think a few of their games down the stretch, they all play each other. So it's going to be interesting to see how that division shakes up. Yeah, I think the Chargers might have the easiest because they got the Steelers, uh, uh, Texans, Bucks, 49ers, Broncos, Chiefs. But I had to be seen with the Chargers. Don't give me yeah, I don't think any game's easy for them at this point. Yeah, yeah. But the Raiders, you know, uh, they got they got the Broncos, they got the Rams, Broncos, Chiefs, yeah. Dolphins, Falcons, and uh, Browns. So Broncos, Browns, yeah. Yeah, I heard they, about two or three losses in there. They can, they can, they just. I think they only need to win three games. And that's... Sure. Um. Yeah, so I I guess we go to the next game, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, we won't spend too much time on this one, but uh, Eagle lose to San Francisco 49ers. You had Ant having probably the best day he's ever had with Trey Lance. 354 yards, five touchdowns, zero picks. And um, Philly, meanwhile, they, uh, they got torched, I guess. Yeah, you know. Not a great game for Ant, and you know, um, I feel like CB is slowly building his way into his own. I mean, he's not having the greatest season, but he's definitely improved uh, since the beginning three weeks when he's throwing like nine interceptions a game. So um, he just needs to throw Derrick Henry more. Like 13 attempts with the best running back in the league is not enough. With that O line, too. Yeah, yeah, he definitely needs to. I don't know why it's like a habitual thing with the Eagles. If it's Wombo or um, yeah. uh, you have Terry Henry, you have the, the biggest cheat code of a running back in the game. Like, yeah, why are you make Cook rip his hair out every game? Because <laughs> you just run with Derek Henry. Yeah, but like uh, part of it's the fact that he shines to like balance his uh, offense with Shipley. But like he's he's playing football, right? And I I respect that. And yeah. I think the obvious comparison is like him and Dioy. They they kind of have a similar attitude to where Sal like that. And Dioy eventually turned it around his second cycle in uh, CB. Like he, he has that potential to turn it around. Or the better we just be a staple of PML. Yeah, exactly. Not bad. 
happy. Uh, that was a good win by Ant. Um, he still has a chance to make a run for the playoffs. I mean, he has to win out and then still get lucky, but there's still a chance. Yeah, well, he, he lost in three falls. That, that but, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the Cardinals and D-Boy, next game, just a little bit of controversy with it. Uh, LQ and the uh, red-hot Detroit Lions. LQ now 3-0 in his return. And uh, we had that late-game touchdown by Elijah Pitts. Jeez, yeah, that... that... I'm surprised we didn't see a suspension. I mean, obviously, I don't think it's against the rules, though, either. So, it's fine. But Yeah, I mean, it's a sportsmanship thing, for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sim score thing. We'll see if the sim score gets hit there. Uh, another good win by him um, at 4-6. and six. Now, he really does have a case and shot of being able to make the playoffs. So. Yeah, because um, right now, the commander is in 7-C. They're, uh, I think, 6-4. and four. So, he's not that far out. No, it just doesn't help that he has one of the toughest remaining schedules left. I mean, he's got he's got the Jags, the Colts, the Packers, the Bears, the Seahawks, the Panthers, the Vikings. It'll be impressive to see what he comes up with on his final record, because then we'll kind of know what kind of player Noble is going to be for season four. Yeah, for sure. And the this is I mean, this is a loss. It's pretty easy to see that. And, you know, you don't need the excuse that people aren't locked in, but, uh, you know, Dewood is not locked in right now. He has a lot going on, so. Yeah. And I did not mention how, like, Drama is one of those guys who, like, can make a game plan before a game. Like, Dewood is one of those guys as well. Where, like, yeah. if, he, if he premeditates what he's doing before the game, he's dangerous. He just, he's not doing that right now. Noble Lions. Yeah, I'll for sure. Noble and not so noble that game. <laughs> all, 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 all I know is, um, you know, he's uh, he's he's ruining my 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 second round pick that I got in the <laughs> trade for Dax because it was looking like it was looking like a really late first. Yeah. And uh, now he's coming in winning games. Yeah, that's that that's um, nah, that I, that's just, that's disheartening. <laughs> That's disheartening. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate because that that probably would have been like number thirty-four, number thirty-five, but now it's going to be somewhere in the fifties or late forties. Yeah, for sure, it would have definitely been, uh, you know, thir- thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six-ish, which I would have, which would have been great. That would have essentially been two first rounds for that. And now Nova's come in and wants to win games. Like go, like go ahead and tank, man. Go ahead and take. Yeah, they should have waited until the end of the season to play some Yeah. Go, <laughs> go ahead and tank. Get your high draft position for the next round. Build that team. Full blanket. Uh, yeah, so shout out to LQ, man. He's definitely doing his thing. He also got Jameson Williams, a superstar dad, that game. So he's come in and already got some development going with that team. And, and that line seems already solid. Like, Kurt built a solid foundation. Yeah, he did. He, Team, that team is pretty nice. Uh, just even season one, the pieces he's able to add on to it. It's a nice team, man. That Lions team is dope. So the next game we got a uh, battle of AFC versus NFC. You had the Miami Dolphins put together a last-minute drive to take down the Seattle Seahawks, 45-42. The Dolphins were up big, and the Seahawks came back. That one was on the red zone, and uh. 
given that I pulled out the clock to win. Yeah, I, I wasn't able to see this game. Q was able to come up with a huge win that game. So it seems like he's when he's playing against teams or like top ranked, he's able to punish them and then just drop games back to the teams he feels like he should beat. And that's pretty much the story of Q. Is is Cammy cutting out for other people, or is it just me? Am I cutting out? Oh, he's good for me. Oh. Hello? Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, that's a great win by Q, and um, mm -hmm. it's going to help him solidify himself into a playoff spot, potentially. He just needs to keep it up, keep those wins up. Yeah. And for Z, it was his first non-DK loss of the year. And um, I mean, Seahawks show a good fight. They're obviously a playoff team in the NFC, so this isn't really too much of a blemish or anything. But um, definitely, you know, you don't want to give up 45, even though it's the Dolphins. I'm sure they will uh, turn the turn in that one some lessons here. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Miami uh, really needed that win. Uh, next game we had the Vikings and Rams and. Uh, this ended up being a good game. I only saw like the, the last couple of minutes of it, but uh, the Rams ended up winning 45 to 35. The CEO had his shots, and uh, just once again, couldn't come up much. Yeah, you know, like, CEO is always going to be a good game. I don't think he's washed at all, like uh, some people think. I just think uh, he's having some troubles finding his style of play in this Vikings offense, and I think he's taken this season to kind of learn that again, just remake a new image of himself. So I think he'll be better come season four, but he's always giving people tough games. I mean, every game is pretty much a, close to a one-score loss, so it's not like he's getting dominated out there on the field. Yeah, yeah I no, think... I... Okay. no, no, I was just going to uh, kind of piggyback off what uh, both Cammy and the Andromeda said earlier. You know, his games are close games, and CEO by, by no means is washed. You know what I mean? He's you know, he's losing some tough ones. He's trying to figure out that offense, trying to figure out what works for him. Um, but, I mean, you know, DK's been a tough out for it, for anybody. Um, but by, by no means is he a watch, and I think he'll come back season four pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think what we're talking about with uh, SP Dot, how he's starting to love the players on his team. He wasn't bought in season one. I don't think CEO, like, he's not bond to his quarterback, obviously. He's changing it. He's just not bond to that team. He's inconsistent with uh, Justin Jefferson. So he just has to find a way to love his team. Yeah, and that's the big thing. I mean, we always talk about that. You, gotta, you have to enjoy playing with the players that are on your roster. You can have a, a 90 overall team, but if you don't like the players on your roster, I mean, it really doesn't mean anything. So I think that's 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 a lot too. To CEO, you know, he's trying to move Jefferson. He's you know he's trying to move from other pieces. Um, you know, I think in the off season once he builds that team and gets some players that he likes to develop and likes to play with, I think you'll see a very different CEO. Yeah, I agree. I don't even. I can try it on my friend. And uh, the next game, I think we got uh, Codes and the Buccaneers winning 38 to 17 against uh, Matagi and the Raiders. Another tough loss for the Raiders and another good win for the Bucks, which helps solidify their uh, 
alleged timeshare in the NFC South? Yeah, you know what? Um, you know, shout out to the Colts and the Bucks. I mean, you know, the, the team, obviously, everybody knows the team started off as a high overall. He's done a good job of keeping up with the team, uh, you know, moved on moved on to quarterbacks and, you know, still playing uh, good football. I'm not, I'm not going to comment on whether it's a timeshare or not, um, but, you know, he's definitely, you know, been leading that division. And he, he can play with a little bit more freedom, you know, when he's playing, um, you know, especially when he's playing outside of his division because he feels he has his division locked up. So, you know, it's a, it's a big difference when you can go into a certain games more relaxed. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think it's pretty impressive, you know, what he's able to do without Tom Brady, with Tua, you know, uh, he's got 29 touchdowns for with 14 interceptions. And, you know, a lot of people would say that they don't think Tua is a good Madden quarterback, but, you know, he's able to make him work and look like, you know, a starting quarterback. for it, it is, Hey, uh, I'm back. Sorry, boys. Uh, it is very impressive uh, what he's able to do with Tua. Um, as Drama would say, uh, I assume he's inside zoning and jump balling him to death. Uh, now, I don't know if that's his game. Has anybody recently watched the uh, Buccaneers play? I haven't been able to watch a game recently. I mean, yeah, it, it, it would be interesting to see, you know, how he's making Tua effective. Either or, he's, he is making him effective, and he's able to make it work. And I think yes, you know, exactly. Mike, obviously, that receiving core and the weapons you have are a big product of that. Yeah. But, I mean, he still has to make the reads and the throws. So, obviously, what he's able to do with that quarterback, it just kind of shows you, like, for some people complain about their quarterbacks, like, hey, it's possible to, you know, perform with a quarterback. It's not all on your quarterback. It's just, you know. No, 90%, 90% of the issues are the user, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, part of... Not 90. I would, like, say, I would, have... say, I would say, like, 70% because there's a lot of bad animations that people... Yeah, have. and, like, if you had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, you yeah. are in a better position than the majority yeah. of the league. And, that, and that's why I think, like, if you really want your quarterback to see, you really have to get him help with weapons that are able to get open. Yeah, I, I, at least have either. Yeah. But, like, Coach made multiple trades. He got Dobbins. He got Trey White. He's obviously, you know, bought in to make a push this year. He's eight and three, and uh, you know he's making, he's proving the point. That's not just the division. Like he's gonna be a threat to make another Super Bowl, and you know it's a saving win over the the Raiders. And for Madagey, it's just like you know at some point he's gotta he's gotta break out of that bubble, like to try to get into the next year. Because otherwise, you I know people will just tough. look at him as a, a one and done in the playoffs. I think it's tough for him with the division he's in. I don't think he ever he really feels threatened, so he's not. He's not constantly trying to improve to beat the people in his division, which can I think, hold him back a tier, you know? Yeah, and, and like you said, you know, not being uh, overly threatened in your division and then also not having the success in the, your first playoff run, then you start to look, all right, what can I expand on offensively or defensively? Like, what, how can I get a little bit better so that my next playoff run's a little bit better? And that might be what he's trying to do. He's trying to figure out something out to find a little bit more success than just doing the same thing you did last uh, last season. Um, just just because, you know, he wants to have a better playoff run. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. for sure. And, and I, I, he definitely, I would say, has to, like, look at himself on offense. I think he plays good defense. Like, offensively, he, he has room to improve. Yeah, and I think that's what he's trying to do. That's why you saw at the beginning he had uh, – 
what his face, um, uh, Darren Waller lining up outside. Like he's got, he's he's has the next syndrome. You're getting a little too creative, and uh, not keeping it simple. All right. Yeah, go ahead on to the next game. What we got, Kim? Uh, the next game is. Second, I was looking at. Uh, we got uh, the Commanders uh, winning twenty-seven to seventeen against the Packers, and I think these are two very similar teams. You know, they want to beat you with their defense and run the ball, and I think when it comes down to it, like, in a game like this, it's gonna it's pretty much what quarterback can perform better than the other quarterback. What quarterback can make less mistakes? And in this game, Hendon Hooker, he had four interceptions, and Sam Howell had zero. So, I mean... Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Which quarterback makes less mistakes? And for Mike, unfortunately for the Packers, without Aaron Rodgers, more often than not, it's Hendon Hooker that's making more of the mistakes. And honestly, I feel like the Packers are lucky to be at the record they are, not worse. With yeah, because they've had, they've had a lot of games this season. You know, Hooker had like four interceptions, but their defense has been able to keep them in and long enough to get the win. Yeah, exactly. But this yeah, was just well. not one of those games. And oh, this is a huge matchup in the uh, NFC because the Commanders were the team outside and looking in for at least a final wild card spot, and you know maybe an outside chance to win the division if they could put together a run. And um, you know, this is a game they definitely needed to have that tiebreaker over Green Bay if needed, and they got it. Yeah, that's huge for the wild card. Because there's a chance that yeah, Mike is definitely going to be playing for a wild card spot instead of a division spot. You remember how we talked about the last episode? We said, you know, it's going to be not having a good season. I think it it has to do with he's having you know he's doing a good job, but he's it's all ugly wins like a lot of when it's been a tough schedule at the same time. Like this is this was an ugly win. It's, you grind it out. You, you know you're not winning. You're not winning. What was that? Yeah. Want to look for Grandma? Oh, he's all right. Like, he's not talking to me. All right. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's just been ugly wins, and he's finding a way to win close games. It's kind of like drama. Drama's wins have been pretty ugly. Um, yeah, but he's, he's finding a win. Yeah, but he's, he's still able to find a win, and that's, that's what the key is, if you're able to keep finding wins like that. Yeah, but, sometimes you know, that's that's the thing, too. Sometimes you have to ugly the game up. You know what I mean? Um. You know, when, when the offenses are not high-powered and you're playing, you know, against two really good defenses, I mean, you know, sometimes that's going to be, you know, an ugly game. And, you know, whichever quarterback can come out looking the prettiest is the one that's going to win. Yep, exactly. All right, what's the next game, Cam? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the final game. We have the... <clears throat> It was the Texans versus the Bills where the Texans were able to come out with when 42-40. to 40. And that was uh, that was a pretty good game, pretty close. You know, uh, Drummond got that interception, and then uh, the Bills were driving down the field to try to take the lead. But uh, ultimately, the Texans were able to hold out and, you know, get themselves another win. Yeah, this was, uh, this was speaking of ugly wins, this was an ugly game for the, uh, the Buffalo Bills. Um, not sure what he was doing on the first two drives, but he looked good. He looked good in the second half. He looked really good. He looked like the T-Bandit of old in the second half. Um, I know you, you read zone this, but um, we talked about it early, uh, before about, you know, it looked like he was tanking early, so we won't, we won't bother talking about that. But um, 
you know, speak on the second half. Like, um, you know, what happened in transpired in that second half when it started to become a game? I, I just think that uh, – I think T-Bandage got comfortable. And when T-Bandage is comfortable, he's going to make all the reads he wants to make. You know? So, uh, yeah, I think T-Bandage is – we said it multiple times. He banded to a rhythm player, right? And he just found his rhythm in that second half. And you know, he made that like crazy period drop pass to Doss Stocks, but um, you know, he he kind of lost the game because he took the ball out of Josh Allen's hands and an important play about just throwing that RPO for the pick six because um, you know, he didn't need that. I think he was only down by two. He already had the field goal on the board, and um, I mean, the defensive back made a crazy play, but that RPO is not that good that he. Was. No, I was just that yeah, he, he they, like, I, I feel people, um, you know, that's, that's the overthinking type of thing. Like, you, you're like, all right, you know, I'm in this position. Uh, he's going to expect to run. Let me hit him with this RPO. And then at first, it looks open. And then next thing you know, it's a pick six, pick six going I mean, the other way. Totally blocked it off the pick six. So, like, it, it was definitely like, an abnormal play, but, um, Sometimes you just got to know the plays you run, and sometimes it doesn't work. And like it was second down a lot. It's just like situational awareness there. You don't really need to do that to get the first down. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, did you guys talk about uh, my game where HB? We skipped yeah, it. We, I think it's not important. We talked about it. Do you want to go over it a little bit, though, and talk about it yourself since you weren't here? Uh, no, all I want to say is um, for HB, if he's listening, um, we'll get to it in a second, but you can't you can't dwell on uh, a game like that. Um, it could derail your whole season, all all the work you put in prior to it. Because obviously that's a game you wanted to win or you thought you should win. But you can't just hang your hat that you lost. You can't hang your hat on the fact that you lost it. Um, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, and I feel like you had that game marked down uh, a while ago because you knew that you told me like that was a game that you were not going to lose. Out of every game on your it's team. not. It's not necessarily. I had it marked down. It's you know. I feel confident playing HD. I don't. I'm not too worried. I did lose Caleb, and that could have been a blessing in disguise. So shout out to the commissioner group uh, to you know spend him. Maybe and it pretty much opened my eyes that you know maybe I am keeping it. Uh, maybe I am being a little too uh, creative or a little too uh, much overthinking on my end, and I should simplify it a little bit because that's all I did. I kept it real simple against the Chargers. Real simple. Uh, I, I picked the runs on based on the run. I attacked, I attacked with the running game based on what he showed me on defense, and I was able to get some success from it. I'll tell you what, HD beat himself, and he did that. He also, yeah, he also, and I just let him HD beat himself, and that's basically what happens. Yeah. All right. Um, there was a few games played last night, and you red zoned them all, right, Cook? Or just not the... No, we, we did them all. We, we did that last game. <laughs> uh, all we right, so let's, let's jump into those games. Uh, what were the scores of some of those games, Sammy? If you could bring it up, and then we'll stop talking about them. Uh, okay, let me get to uh, week 12. There was a wild game. Uh, I think yeah. we had the New York Jets uh, beat the Dolphins, and I think he got the division lead now from that. No, not anymore. Um, no, uh he would still have it because he's three and one in the division. I think uh, the Jets lost more than more than him in the division. What's their uh, okay. divisional record? Uh, yeah, the, yeah. I, I remember looking in the red zone. The Jets. Cause they, they, yeah, because they split. So I think that one extra loss right now 
is yeah. what gives the Jets the lead. Oh, it gives the uh, Dolphins the lead. Yeah, the, the Dolphins are three and one, and plus the Jets they have their bye next week, so the the Dolphins are still half a game up, and plus they have the tiebreakers. Yeah, so that's huge. That's a huge win for the Jets, and you know. I think uh, they could close in on potentially making the first playoffs this cycle. Yeah, because right now, if you don't win the division with Q, you at the very least have to get hot in that AFC. Because we don't yeah. know how many wins it's going to take to make playoffs right now. The seventh seed is the Colts, and they're seven and four. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then uh, you, you have to wonder, I just kind of want to look, who do the Jets have left to play? Because... Uh, let's see. Maybe they let's see right now. So they have the Titans next week, and that's that's a must game. win. That's a must win game. He could lose that game because Bubba is very oh, yeah. hot and cold when it comes to games. <laughs> so you know, you never know. But um, after that, he has a bye week, and then you know he has a very tough game against uh the Rams and DK. Uh, he has a game against the Browns. Don't know if that's gonna be the same Browns user. And then he has the uh, the Bears and Patriots, so it is it's, he has potential to make those playoffs. I think his end season is much easier than Q's, but Q is showing that he can beat good teams. He's just is having troubles against. Uh, well, uh, what is Q's uh, final game this season? Uh, let's check right here. Uh, he has. San Fran, Bills, Raiders, Rams, uh, Patriots, and then the Ravens. And, you know, even though the Patriots and Ravens are late games, uh, I'm pretty sure those are two people who would want to beat Q, so. Yeah, no, I, 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 I split with him, so I definitely want to win that game. I don't want to give him the sweep because he beat me the first one. Yeah, and there's, there's no better feeling as a division rival if you are out of the playoffs to take somebody down with you and have them take a seat next to you on the yeah, and then I I know yeah, and I know Key would wanna does not wanna lose to Q again after that playoff game, so I could see him trying to. Oh yeah, for sure. If you if you can keep somebody like that out the playoffs, you you will think about like yeah, maybe I don't rest my starters if I don't have to. Yeah. But um yeah, just going to that game really quick. It was um it was it was a pretty wild game. Uh, Q fumbled twice. He said he was on a conservative, but. I uh, took big hits in the middle of the field, and conservative is not bulletproof, right? You can't just take big hits in the middle of the field with people. And um, the last drive, he was down three. He got into field goal range. I think it was, like, maybe 50 seconds left. And uh, he threw it to Gusecki. Gusecki might have been a little bit down on stamina because he was running some no huddle, you know, trying to put together a drive to win or tie the game. And Gusecki got big hit by your boy, Cammy, Logan Wilson, and that ended up winning hey, the ball game. Hey, 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 Logan Wilson. <laughs> making plays. That's big. The GOAT. The GOAT, Logan Wilson. The GOAT. Yeah, you should have sent me a second for him, Cookie. He could have been forcing fumbles for you. I should have. <laughs> um, but um, that game, it, it was a good game all throughout. Uh, there was a lot of, of high-ball steam cheese from both teams, I heard, based on the red zone. But that might have just been... HD being HD. No, no, there is that, that was, there was some truth to it. They were both trying to, um, they they were trying to make throws in the scenes that especially Leary was not capable of, and not Fallen was just trying to make throws that Garrett Wilson is not capable of coming down with. Yeah, uh, that's kind of weird if you're throwing jump balls to Garrett Wilson. It wasn't, it wasn't really jump balls. It was just he was trying to throw like like the defensive back has like outside. 
Defensive back has what? Yeah, my bad, I got called. He has, like, outside leverage. He tried to throw it inside, but it's still tight coverage. And then you have yeah. a second player making that secondary impact. And Garrett Wilson's just not going to survive it. Yeah. Oh, no. And then the next game, uh, I don't know if you guys want to talk too much about it, but, I mean, you can't say T-Band is tanking when he's coming out here winning 55-27. to 27. So, obviously, you know, he's still putting some effort into winning. Yeah, so we have we have some breaking news on on why T Bandit is giving himself up. Like he did against Drama, where he gave himself up at his own one. He did it again against the Niners, and uh, he told me in Z that he did it because he was trying to freeform a pass, and while on the run with Josh Allen, and ended up doing the combination of right trigger, left trigger, and R three to give himself up. I don't know how he did it. Hey, trying to throw the ball away, he said. said yeah. I'm trying to throw the ball away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it makes sense. And those are just, like, weird plays. Like, they, they look abnormal. And some people thought he was tanking because of it. But um, Josh Allen was on fire all game long. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's doing that. It, it's, it's scary, too, because uh, from what I noticed, he was using Josh Allen's legs. So if yeah. he starts to implement that into the game, it is a scary, scary sight. Yeah, that is scary. And you know what? Josh Allen has fearless now, too. So I think that's going to add a lot more to t Bench's ability to make a more riskier reads. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be a... Pocket. Yep. Because we know how that old, uh, fearless ability is, right, um, Cammy? Yeah, and it's great. And you know, he's been having troubles with his O-line, so you know... How much attention does he really have to put into his O-line now? Like, obviously, he's still going to get sacked, right? But you have more time in the pocket to have just a clean throw all yeah. the time. So, we'll see how that works with uh, Josh Allen, especially in Season 4 when he's, you know, they will want to make the playoffs. Definitely. Uh, we could we could hold on the Panthers Chargers and just, like, go through the ones that went through, like, the first red zone first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll hold on that one. What's the next yeah. game after the Bills? That that is the next game. It's the uh, Panthers versus Chargers. The, what? No. What's after that? Uh, well, there was one other game. There was three. Colts thirty-seven beat the Packers thirty-seven to thirty-four. Oh yeah. So his game had a lot go on. That was just like it. It was probably the biggest roller coaster game of the cycle. That was because, the same way to win a game. I'll tell you that. And you know. I, you could say it's kind of maybe not karma, but you know Mike's got in some wins, you know, returning kicks too. So yeah, so we had like this game was weird to start, right? Like they both of these guys kept turning. Like they they had really bad starts offensively. JC kept getting into the red zone and not scoring points. Mike could barely get a first down. Eventually, JC put together some plays and went up. He went up twenty-one to seven and had the ball at about the fifteen-yard line right before halftime. And he has a chance to go up either 17 or 21, which you don't want to do. And Z literally said it on the red zone. Don't want to throw a pick. He throws the pick trying to hit Brock Bowers. It was an unfortunate play because this guy just didn't animate for the ball. And Darnell Savage picked it off. But then Savage picks it off and takes it back when no time left in the half. So instead oh, of going up man. three possessions, you're only down seven. Yeah. And, and then it was a, a little bit of a slugfest from there. They were trading blows. And the game eventually went to overtime. And there was some controversy to start overtime because the Colts won the coin toss and accidentally deferred. Oh, and maybe that helped out in their favor because, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the Colts deferred. JC was heated, paused the game, 
But obviously, there's no way. Like, you can't just kick the ball back because then it's sudden death. You went away a field goal, right? You just have to take your lickings there. Yeah. So, so Mike gets the ball first. Mike is at about midfield. He tries to take a shot play for, I believe, Christian Watson. But um, he lobs the ball, and it's completely underthrown. It ends up actually being the Joe Flacco special because it was so underthrown that JC gets defensive pass interference drawn on him while he's trying to use it with Julian Blackman. He makes the interception on the play, but DPI in the end zone puts the ball at the one-yard line. So Mike needs one yard to win the game. And that's where the next nutty sequence happened. First down, he goes fullback dive, nothing. Second down, he tries to run it with, I think, Camp Peoples and lost, like, four yards. So now it's from first down to go up to one, it's third down to go up to five. And Mike went conservative. He just gave it to Camp Peoples. Kind of settled for the field goal on that third down play. Just kind of hoping Cam would bail him out there. He didn't. Mike kicks the field goal. JC's got a chance at redemption. And he takes the kickoff back. Ball game. Yeah, that's such an amazing sequence. And you had to think, you can't really blame Mike for uh, being conservative there on third and five. You don't want to throw an interception, uh, especially when you trust your defense. But, yeah, he trusts his defense. That's the big thing I take away from that. He, he really yeah. trusts his defense. That's why he went with what he went with. But unfortunately, you know, he didn't. Maybe he should have had less trust in the sure. special team. Yeah, he couldn't trust the return team. I can tell you that much. Yeah, and at the end of the day, this puts the Packers now behind Chicago. And, you know, they wouldn't at least rely on their tiebreaker over Chicago, but that might not even tack their end. It might keep losing these kind of ball games. I think he has the Texans next week, so it's not getting easier for him. Um, so what, uh, after that, it was what, the Chargers and the Panthers? Yeah. All right, let's talk about that one a little bit. Um, I didn't get to watch that game, unfortunately. I mean, uh, I was like awake and I was kind of watching it, and I saw JT was like up big, and I was like, "What the hell is happening?" And then I fell asleep, and I woke up, and I saw HG almost come back. Typical so, JT fashion game. <laughs> yeah, this game was um everything you could have expected from Chargers and Panthers and more. Really bad tackling, bad run defense. Um. HD playing with his food, like Drama said, whatever uh, Drama said. He did that again this game and went down early. Uh, JT was on pace to put up 87, like eight minutes into the game. We almost had another 87-point score in the, in the league. And uh, eventually, JT went up by like 17 and a half. Like, it was just a high-scoring game. They just continued. But um, towards the end of the game, uh, well, first of all, JT ran another fake punt. Fourth down and one. Chargers are in prevent defense. They're just in the defense. Yeah, JT goes with a fake punt pass. Like, I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's in an actual defense call and not field goal blocks. Why the hell are you running a fake? Yeah, I, I don't know what JT's doing there. At yeah, the very least, we're down to one. At least run the fake run. You know, but, you can never really tell what these two coaches are going to call in key moments of the game. It's just. Oh, yeah. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> and it's entertaining and it's fun. But sometimes it's just like, why? Yeah, and then the Am next I? sequence was JT got an interception with JC Horn. And he has a chance to take it back for six. Instead, in JT fashion, he thinks the game is over. He starts taunting with JC Horn. Oh, and, my uh, God. And he gets tackled. And, and I think No, no. Nah, nah, but, like, I think he, I don't even think he got points on the drive. And it could have been a big six. 
JT and his little, uh, you know, his celebrations. He loves that. Yeah. So, so okay, so JT didn't get a fourth down on one. He tried to QB sneak and didn't get it. So, Chargers were down 10. They scored a touchdown. Um, or they scored – I don't know how. Somehow the game gets – I have no – I actually have a recollection of what, what the hell happened. But um, I think the Chargers tied the game next possession or something like that. Then JT got the lead back. And I, I, it, there's, there's so many touchdowns in that game. It was 59-56, the final score. But basically, at the end of the game, Chargers were down three with like a minute left. Or actually, no, it was like 18 seconds left. That's what happened. JT scored a go-ahead touchdown with about 18 seconds left. He was down by four. He needed the touchdown and got it. Chargers had two timeouts. First play of offense, they hit Kadarius Tony to like the 41-yard line. So it's a 58-yard field goal from there. Um, potentially makeable. Maybe you want to get more yards. You still have one timeout left. But instead... Knowing JT's tendencies, right? Chargers come out in an empty set. You know JT's going to send the heat. Yeah, and every play. Every play. And especially if you come out in an empty set when you know you're only blocking five. JT sends double edge pressure, gets to Herbert. Herbert's hit on the throw, and AG's trying to go for the win. He's trying to go way down to Tony to try to win the game instead of at least just kicking his field goal to go to overtime. And uh, Dante Jackson, the ball's hit. In the air, Dante Jackson makes a play and calls the game. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough loss for HD, and I think that's him, you know, after losing to me, I think that's, that plays a big part in that game as well. And that's what I was saying. He needs to get out of his head and uh, realize that one game is just one game. Because he was still in position to make a run at that AFC West title. Oh, Definitely. And these are these are the two games that would have given him a cushion. Should have given him a cushion. Yeah. So tough losses. Um, and and we, uh, oh yeah, but we was, was doing some weird stuff that game. He was he he signed uh, this McCulley dude who was a receiver, converted him to quarterback, and um, was running pistol with him. And Ronald Jones, who was in free agency. So instead of using Herbert and Eckler, he was using the two guys that were in free agency running his offense. And in one play, um, this McCulley dude, he tried to run the speed option and pulled off the bubble where he just pitched it into a defender and was taken for a touchdown. Like, why do you feel the need to do that? When, why are you taking your best players off the field for free agent guys? Uh, yeah, especially when you have Herbert, who's leading the league in passing. Yeah, yeah it's just, uh, you know, when you own head, I think personally, and you know, oh, I'm gonna have fun with JT. Nah, you can't even have fun with JT. He's not a stat game. Even though if he plays me, he's a stat game. But uh, <laughs> other than that, I don't know if he's a stat game for everybody else. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm Adrian and I talked before the game, and I, I know one thing he said to me was that like he was hoping he would have a good game with Herbert, and I I, I told him I was like, you JT doesn't have a good run defense statistically. Like, that's, that's where you can make your bread and butter. HD ran the ball 11 times the entire game. Yeah. And two of those were Wildcats. He's been a runner, though. Even when he had Nick Chubb, I don't think he ran as much as he should have. Yeah, I mean, part of it was he was down a lot that game. Like, he went down, like, 17 early. So, like, still, it just, like, you know. It, it was just that's not a lot of target should take. That's a back-to-back game where it was basically going down really early and putting yourself behind the eight ball, so. Exactly. Before we have 
you talked about the Browns. He loses 87 to 3. I did say it's impressive that he did play that game with everything that he's got going on. Um, but with the lack of competitiveness from him so far, and even after he's got the costume, because at least with CB, you have seen some of it as far as he'll be able to adjust and get better. I don't see that with uh, the Browns. I don't know if that's the same for everybody, but I don't see it with the Browns. Um, what are what are some of the options we have? Like, do we put Boots there if we move the Browns? Like, do we have Beck come back? I don't even think we have a lot of options. I wouldn't mind see Vet come back personally. Oh, but, no. I mean, unless, it, unless, unless you find someone like who actually is gonna like do some work for the league and be. I like, I rather I rather I rather have Boots at that point. Who? Yeah, I. What the Browns really badly need is a GM as much as they need someone who is going to at least win one game. Because that team is so screwed right now. So screwed. They have they're a bunch of free agents. That's good with how Vet handled it. They are not coming in before a fun time. I'll tell you that. With that team. And, like, if we bring Vet back, he, he kind of made this mess. Like, I don't know. I, I love Vet, but I don't know if he changed He, he re-signed Kareem Hunt, right? That was one of his moves. He re-signed Kareem Hunt. Yeah, he resigned Kareem Hunt. He signed, uh, what was this, Tyler Higby, 10 mil a year to be his backup tight end when he just cannot be doing that. He, like, dealt it in a greedy walk. It's just, like, I love that, but he cannot come back to that team because he was part of the problem. What if, what if, what if, what if lateral moves were made where it's, you, you just move Miles out of that division and take somebody and put him in there? So it's not like miles? that hasn't been done. Uh, Season three, I don't think there's a lot of people that would volunteer to go there. Oh, it might not be people that would volunteer, but I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, that's that, you know, that's been done before. Yeah, it has been done, but I don't, I don't know who could be the Browns, and I don't know, like new user too. Like, are they gonna be good, or are we just gonna keep getting the same exact Browns every time? And if that, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying too. It's like. We don't have anybody. There's no player favorite to come in and be competitive. Somebody new. Uh, but if we're sick of what people we already have and we know, we might as well just throw Goose in there. Yeah, you know? I think Goose yeah, is true. the best bet right now based on the guys we have. If Goose is ready to come back. Uh, he's in the coaching carousel right now, I guess. If he's ready to come back. Like he would, I would be the best bet. I would, yeah, I wouldn't contest it. At, at the very least, no goose is having a dope ass. Yeah, but you also, you also have to, you also have to get a coach because that Browns team is not the Browns team that started the season. No. So you also have to get a coach that can compete in that division as well. That's true. Yeah, because at, at, playing Madden or not, but I like, I think it'd be a good ad if he's actually going to be locked into the team. Like I, think, yeah, I, I I'm saying goose because if we're gonna just throw shit at a wall and we really don't think this guy's good, then why not just have a guy that we, like, we know what he is with the league. We know he has the screens. We know he's uh, he's not bad for the league. Then why not have that guy? Because um, he, he, I think he's going to be a little bit more competitive than, um, than Miles or, you know, fucking Matt uh, or somebody like that. He's going to be a little bit more competitive. Why not just have that guy? And I think you have to get a really good user because that team is going downhill. The the the, the overall oh, that I team. Know, I team. Think, I think, I think, we're saying there's a really good user. 
Yeah. Your phone's cut. You're cutting out. Yeah, yeah, you, you were. Yeah, you're cutting was, out bad. Oh no. Do you see any good feet or good users waiting at all? That would, it would it would most likely oh, okay. have to come from the coaching carousel if you want a good user. But um, at the very least, you need somebody that that can handle the GM tasks that is ahead. And we've had some really bad situations like GM wise the last couple of years, and we've had. You know, veterans take over the teams and turn it around. Like the Colts this year, the Texans this year. They were those are those are dumpster fires. JC and drama. They they took care of business and made those teams competitive. Last cycle with the Patriots, when uh, you know once again another team that problem left the shit. Um, Greenley came in and you know he turned water into wine for the most part because that team was so dead. And at the very least, he chopped them out of hell. You just, you just need someone, and, you know, we only really trust the PML veteran to turn a team like that around. Yeah, and Goose is that PML veteran, uh, but if, you're, if you are bringing in somebody new, you really got to do your homework. Um, I, I don't think there was enough homework done on Miles. I don't, I don't know why he was a decision. Um, Cammy, is there anything insight you have on that? Because it's not that... You know, I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just that he's not, he's, he's not ready for I think he problem. came in. I think of the coaches of the carousel when before he got a team, he came in, he was active in chat, he was studying, yeah, up, he, he was jumping on shows, you know, he was jumping on the breakfast show, he was jumping on the, the prediction show, you know, he, he, he was in chat, chopping it up with everybody. I think he just, he, he, he hustled, he hustled in, you know, his way into being active and being, being seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah. It was kind of just logical at that point because out of all the coaches in the carousel, you know, he he, he was he was the only one that I saw like yeah. actively. Him, him right? and CB. Yeah, right. He was he was on a prediction show and he he knew about the players in the league. He knew about the teams, you know. Um, so I think he just kind of you know showed that he did his research and he did his homework and and uh, and, and deserved a shot. Yeah, I agree. When he first came in, he was very, very active and he was uh, really talkative in, in the in the league. And I think that has something to do with it. Um, but you know, it hasn't remained the same as as it's gone on. It's he's kind of disappeared when he started losing. Um, you know, uh, before he even got sick. Um, you know, he had his 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 down down. Uh, it's negative. It's you know, negative I, I think, by not, uh, not being around, staying staying around. Not that he wasn't around, he just didn't stay around. I, I think also, you know, when you when you come to PML, you know, all you hear is how good PML is, how good the coaches are. How, you know, you you know, you can lose to any coach at any given week. And whenever someone's bringing you into a league, you always hear that, and you just kind of go, oh, yeah, you know, I hear this all the time. Leagues are good. Yeah, I know everyone's in here good. Yada yada yada. You know, one to thirty-two is good. But then you actually come in PML, and it's true that you can have a team like the Browns, and you can lose, you know, to the Texans. You know, then you start to see, okay, maybe PML is a little bit, a little bit more than what I thought it initially was. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's probably heartbreaking, you know, to come into the league thinking you're, you're you're somewhat good at Madden. You go in, you get shit on, and now you have everyone in chat shitting on you, and it's like, what? Okay. it's like, damn, because like I can't imagine like. How many people actually came in on season one and like you know were like you know had a bad season and were still fully invested in the league but like really showed progress and I don't think there's too many you know 
besides the people who stick it out and then they have more theory careers and then they fully adapt to PML. Yeah, um, I we I don't think it's a like a, a commitment issue in my life. He's committed to the league. Like, yeah, I got I got mentioned before. Miles is you know he was cat sick and he's still. I got, I just told him to reach out to me if you you know if he ever had time. I was not going to push the issue. And if it came out to me pointing the CPU at the last minute, I would have done that without even asking to be at the play. I was just have him message me, and he messaged me like the the night before. He said we we could play tomorrow straight up. And um, we, we ended up playing. Oh, so. and uh, and this is pretty much for Jack, uh, you know, bouncing off of that. He he did come in chat yesterday. He said, oh, because uh, they brought up him being a Browns user. He's like, oh, so I could get kicked for no reason. Well, uh, it's not exactly no reason. I said no reason, question mark, and he put 100 on it. Um, No, it's not really no reason because that guy played with a fever over 100 degrees. You might have had a stuffy nose and said, no, I can't play today because my nose is a little stuffy. <laughs> That's why you're not in the league, because you gotta m- watch a movie with your boys, and somebody's gonna blow somebody, and the, you oh, know that God. might be your job. That might be your job <laughs> that day, so you can't play your Madden games. <laughs> but, but that's uh, that's all I had to say on that. Yeah, I mean, I just think if we're gonna bring in someone for the Browns, um, obviously they're gonna have to be okay with losing. And, you know, I I, I really. They want to see someone who's just gonna do more. Who, who has to be? Why do they have to be okay with losing? Why can't we bring in somebody good? Yeah, like, yeah, what? Cool. They're not gonna beat me. They're not gonna beat Keith. Like, come on. Oh my god. I'm, I'm, all I'm gonna say is if, if there's somebody good that comes in, I'll be like, hey, watch Gun Tight, bro. Just just study Gun Tight every every. Yeah, I got a new yeah. formation cooking up. It's called Gun Tight. <laughs> <laughs> gun stack. Gun stacks coming out the woodwork. But yeah, speaking um, on the Browns, really quick. Oh, what, well, one yeah. thing about the Browns, upcoming free agent for the Browns, and there's no way they can re-sign them all because they're negative 19.5 right now. Anthony Schwartz is a free agent. Um, what is it? Jedrick Willis, offensive lineman, 25 years old, upcoming free agent. Greg Newsome, young corner, 24 years old, upcoming free agent. Amari Cooper is a free agent, but that's not really too big of a deal because. Um, that's like a 24 mil cap. It gone. The big one is Nick Chubb, 98 overall free agent. Lose Chubb. I don't know how you're gonna afford yeah. it and meet the roster requirements. So you're kind of fucked. You have to trade him and try to get as much. So maybe I'll hit up the new Browns. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, how can how can anybody that comes in can't trade him because they gotta play what? They gotta play a certain amount of games before and, they can trade. And that's why we need a PML vet because we cannot have a Brown. Because Miles was pretty much he had his hands behind his back. He's gonna trade at the beginning. And whatever ground user comes in can't trade either. Like we need somebody that can make a move or two because that's what all all the people like Colts and what, what, that's what Jason did. That's what that's what Drama did and that's what Greeny did. They all came in and made trades immediately, not to compete, but also just to alleviate staff problems. If 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 we do bring in a new guy, can we make an emergency call to you know allow him to trade at least I, for the off season? I don't know because like what if. His trades is basically just sending Chubb away for dirt, you know, and then it's like, oh. Well, you, mean, I mean, you, you have, have, the, trade, you have the trade committee. I was going to say, you have the trade committee that's going to second kind of um, oversee that. But, yeah, you can't, you can't, yeah, yeah, it's going to be tough. Unless you lift that no trade off of a new guy, you can't ask anybody to come in there and take that team over. Uh, example, what we could do, for example, is have JT lead the trade talks. You know, anybody that wants to trade with the Browns for, like, Nick Chubb or whoever it may be, 
you know, have input from a new Browns user, have JT lead those trade talks and be like, all right, this is the deal that we're going to take and then put it through to the trade committee and see what they say. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's something, yeah. that's something you could, there's a way you could work around it. But it actually, you have to allow a new Browns user to be able to move some of these pieces. Yeah, 100%. You can't ask anyone to take that team on as is and not be able to make make some moves with it. Yeah, the, the free agency is going to look wild, if, if so. Um, Coach, can you go ahead and wrap it, uh, put the uh, stop recording and the save? Um, everybody in PML, thank you for listening. It's been The Breakfast Show, and you have a wonderful day. Oh, uh, Red Zone at 7 o'clock. We got the, uh, the Bengals playing, and we got the, the Patriots playing, obviously. The, that's prime time shit. Uh, cook good and end it. Gotcha. And say, did it work? No, the first part worked.